Um, I'm just naturally a more social person, and I love the social aspect of running. I mean, let's be honest, runners are just, we're a weird breed. Diz Runs Radio episode 1062 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by YNAB, which stands for You Need a Budget, and it is the budgeting software that Rebecca and I have been using now for, I think, almost three years, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a game changer for us. Not that it's some miracle cure, it's, it's, there's no uh, snake oil or you know finding massive amounts of money somewhere, but it just kind of helps you to be aware with what you're doing with your money each month, if, if you're using it, of course. And uh, by being aware, you know, you can you can make sure that you're taking care of your priorities. And for us as runners, that may mean making sure you've got enough money for a pair of running shoes or the next race entry. Or maybe even if you're thinking, you know what, before the end of the year, I'd like to I'd like to start working with a coach. You can start a lot in money, making sure you've got some some cash building up while first taking care of the priorities, of course. But uh, like I said, YNAB has been a game changer for us, something that uh, I, I don't mind paying the annual subscription for. Um, and, and even though I'd rather not, you know, but, but it pays for itself. It more than pays for itself for us. And, uh, you can take it for a test spin. You can take test spin. You can take it for a test drive. You can take it for a spin. I guess you can take it for a test spin as well. If you'd like to check it out and see if it might be useful for you and your household, uh, and you can get it for free for 34 days. They have a free 34 day trial program, super straightforward. No enter your credit card and we'll charge you if you don't cancel. It's just straight up free. And then if you like it, you can enter your payment information at the end. But if you go through my link, which is disruns.com slash YNAB, just the letters Y-N-A-B, uh, you get that same free 34 days to start out with. But then if you decide, Hey, you know what? This might actually work. This might actually be worth the, uh, the $7 a month or $8 a month or whatever it costs to, to move forward with. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for it then you also get an extra month on top of that. So you get one month guaranteed for free. If you'd end up signing up for it using my link, you get a second free month. If you don't, if you just go through their website, you get the first month, you don't get that first 34 days for free, but then, you know, no extra month. So it's a win for you there. I get an extra month added on to my account if you decide to use my link and then ultimately sign up. So it's a win for me if you use it. If not, no worries. It's also a win for me if you save up enough money to hire a coach and you hire me. That's that's another chance for it to be a win. Uh, but ultimately, and in all seriousness, it's been a game changer for us. And uh, no doubt in my mind that it could be a game changer for you as well. It might, it might help, it might not, but you got a free month to check it out take it for a spin, try things out, get a feel for it and see if it would work for you. And once again, the link is disruns.com slash Y-N-A-B, disruns.com slash YNAB. Check it out. Any questions, let me know. Although their their support, their, their onboarding process, pretty smooth sailing. They'll get you up to speed real quick and uh, check it out. Check it out if you're so inclined, if, if, if that would be something that might be useful for you. If not, no worries. One way or the other, that's the sponsor for today. And now without any further ado, Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that I've, I've seen on my Twitter feed for, 
I can't even remember how long now. Definitely a, a handful of years, maybe longer than that. Yeah. And we've certainly shared uh, a few back and forths and a little good-natured Michigan-Michigan State rivalry uh, <laughs> over over the years and back and forth on Twitter as well. Uh, but that's not the only. We've got we, we kind of talked about it a little bit before we got started. Who knows where we'll get into it today? But we've got a fair bit of overlap, I think, in in life-ish mm-hmm. right now, yeah. uh, which yeah. is both good and bad. I don't know. You know, it, it is it is what it is. Some of the some of the ish, I think we would both rather not be dealing with, but whatever. We'll get into it as we go, and, and as you may be able to tell from the intro, I'm not entirely sure where we're going to end up today when all is said and done, but, uh, you know, that's part of the fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting it started and seeing where we do ultimately get to in today's conversation with Ms. Danielle O'Neill. So, Danielle, thanks for joining us today, and, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Denny. I'm excited to be here. As you said, we've been kind of back and forth on Twitter for years, so it's fun to actually have a conversation together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and y'all, if you want to jump into some of our conversations on Twitter, or you just want to maybe spark your own conversation with Danielle at some point along the way, or on, on Instagram, because, you know, everybody's everywhere these days. Uh, and she's <laughs> and she's one of the, the, the people that we love around here because she has the same handle in both places, which makes it a little bit easier to keep things organized. Exactly. Um, but on, on Instagram, on Twitter, same handle, both places, and it's, it's, it's just her name with an underscore at the end, which is a little bit tricky, but it's Danielle O'Neill and it's O'Neill O-N-E-I-L underscore at the end. So D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-O-N-E-I-L. You now know? that I say that, that's a little bit of a mouthful with an underscore at the end. Uh, but anyway, you can find it. You, you, it's pretty straightforward. You'll find it no problem. But if you need a little bit of help, we've got you linked up at the show notes, disruns.com slash 1062, disruns.com slash 1062. We'll have the links to the show notes or links to Danielle's social media, anything else we talk about, photos, the whole nine as per usual. So Danielle, the way we always start off the show is with uh, a pretty simple question that sometimes it's an easy one to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated sometimes there's some nuance to it but one way or the other it starts it starts the conversation gives us some place to go from here and it's just to simply ask what is your favorite distance to race and why my favorite race is the 10k um i like it because it's long enough that you feel like you got in a good run on a saturday morning but it's short enough that you're not spending your entire saturday morning and there's always a good party after a 10k that's true. That's true. I feel like I feel like 10K and then like 50K and above have like the best post-race parties. They do, for sure. So I, I feel like I ask this this kind of follow-up question, and I probably say the same little preamble every single time that somebody talks about the 10K. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I, I enjoy the 10K as well, but I have a hard time finding them. It, 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 over at, on your end of, yeah. of I-4, are there, are there a few more 10Ks than there are here in the middle of the state, or is it is it is few and far between there as it is here? No, they're harder to find, obviously, than like a 5K. Um, but we do, we have some really good race organizers here in the Tampa Bay area that do incredible 10Ks. Um, so we have like the St. Pete Beach, they always do a 10K. Um, Best Damn Races started doing some 10Ks. So we've got some really good races over here that we can actually get in those distances. And it's cool because now they're all starting to do the challenge. And the race directors here are smart in the fact that we start with the 10K and then the 5K comes after the 10K. So if you're doing the challenge, you can do both. And if you're only doing the 10K, you can cheer on your 5K runner. So I love it. Hmm. That's uh, that might be worth getting in the car once in a while to head over because we have like, you should. I mean, you, you can't throw a rock around here without finding a 5K, which is fine. For those that enjoy a 5K, which I am not particularly in that camp, but you know, every once in a while, like, I suppose maybe I'll think about it and then make another choice but there's like maybe one 10k per year or maybe two but like 
it's just it's just and they're, they're never convenient weekends and whatever bitching yeah. all, all you want to but it, it'd be nice if there were a few more options for the 10k so maybe uh maybe heading that way might be you got come west. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's that's something to certainly think about because that's it, and the other thing is, like, if you're going to drive a little bit to a race, you want it to be long enough to feel like the, the, the drive was at least at least worthwhile. And I feel like 10K is is getting into that category where, as long as you know an hour something like that for a 10K, like that's that's doable. But um, hey. you know, especially you throw down a, a challenge part of it, or whatever. Like, yeah, all right. You, well, the 10K are usually like what 15 bucks more than a 5K. Right. So it's totally worth it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, how'd you get uh, started in the sport of running, Danielle? Is it something that's been uh, a long time coming? So, somewhat, I mean, as, as long as I feel like I've, we've been connected on Twitter, I, you've been you've been running. So at least it hasn't been just uh, in the last few weeks. But how'd you get started in the sport? So I actually, I ran in high school. I was on track and it was very short-lived. Um, decided that I hated running and didn't want to do it anymore. And then as an older adult, I ran a little, um, but never more than like three or four miles. Um, and after I had my daughter in 2011, decided that I would really start picking up running again. In 2013, I started putting more effort into it. And in 2014, did my first half. And since then, it's just been kind of nonstop. Gotcha. Well, that's that's. I like that progression. What, what, um, mm-hmm. what was it that, that, you know, after, after having your daughter, was it, what was the motivation to get into to yeah. running more at that point? So running was easy to do because I didn't have to have a set schedule. Like if you're going to the gym and you're following classes, you have to have that set schedule. When you have a two-year-old, there's really no schedule. No schedule. <laughs> yeah, you just have to work around theirs. And so running allowed me to do that where I could either go for a run early in the morning before anybody else in the house was awake, or I could go at night after I put her down. I didn't have to be just stuck on a certain time frame. And running just allowed me, too, to choose, do I want to do a half an hour, or am I going to be gone for an hour and a half today? Right, right. And then um... – kind of along those same lines, I would imagine. And, and certainly one of, one of my things with running is that you don't have to go anywhere to get your run in. So if you've got 30 minutes, right. you can go out the door and get 30 minutes. If you've got 30 minutes, but you got to take exactly. a 10 minute drive to the gym. Well, not, now you only got 10 minutes before you have to take a 10 minute drive home. And so it's, it's exactly. that part of it makes it work a little bit better in the schedule too. Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier. And then, you know, as you know, living here in Florida, we've got year round running that we can do. Sure. It's awful in the summer, but (laughs) I don't have to worry about shoveling a driveway before I go for a run or anything. I can just head out the door. Right. Yeah. It's, it's year round, but for nine of those months until you you question your sanity a little bit about why, why am I out here when it's 90 degrees and it's not even five o'clock in the morning yet, but like you, I will take that over shoveling the driveway for sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, when you, when you started getting back into running at that point, you know, you mentioned that you kind of dabbled in it in high school for, for a hot second and uh, decided, no, 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 this, this whole track running thing is not, not my jam. Um, what was it, was it a bit more, you know, like a, a, an adult taste at that point that like, ah, this wasn't so bad from the beginning or was it still a little bit kind of not your thing at first, but you kind of, you know, acquired the taste over, you know, the, the weeks and months once you started getting into it. Yeah, so it really wasn't my quote unquote thing when I started doing it. It was just more out of convenience. It really wasn't until my first race um, that that made me decide, okay, this is actually pretty fun. And my first race was actually just a 5K, but I'd always said I could never run a full 5K. And I actually ran all three miles. I did it with my friend Chris. She slowed down her pace immensely to run that race with me. And afterwards, it was just that moment of, 
holy shit, I can do this. I just did this. Now what else can I do? And right. so that first race was really what sparked it. I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. Like there's, there's something about that race day experience, environment, the, the, the sense of accomplishment, I'm sure plays a part of it as well. Um, but once, once you get that, that taste of a race, like that, that has a, the ability to really springboard people going, you know, going forward. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun to have that and know that there's, another community out there that's rallying with you while you're pounding that pavement. Yeah, for sure. So, so did you go like all in race crazy? Like some people do where it's, where it's like, all right. And especially, you know, like we've already kind of mentioned, like it's not hard to find 5k's down here. So was it like, Oh, there's a 5k next weekend. And then the next weekend and then two weeks later, like, did you go nuts or did you kind of ease into the the race, the race uh, side of things? Yes. No, it was pretty much the, um, I had that first race and then decided like, okay, let's go. Um, it was, I ran that one in 2013. It was actually just Pasco County Sheriff's Jingle Bell Jog. So it was not a big race at all. And that was the very first one that I did. That was December of 13. And so then I decided in 2014, I was going to take the 14 and 14 challenge. So running 14 races in 2014. Um and so I started with 5Ks and 10Ks and then ended my very last race of 2014. Race number 14 was the half marathon. That sounds like a heck of a year. Yeah, it was a good year. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so let's, let's spend some time talking about this a little bit because that's kind of, kind of uh, sounds like you, you, you know, you went, you went off the, I don't want to say off the deep end, but you went off the deep end. Like, like you run a race in uh, towards the end of 2013, you get, you get bit by the bug. Like, let's go. Um, the, the 14 for in 14 thing, um, was that something that you came up with or I, cause I feel like some people kind of did that. It was maybe like a thing that various places, uh, did, did you, you know, would, would, did your friend Chris tell you about that? Or like, how, how did you kind of set that goal and, and did you set it early? So you had a full 12 months or did you stumble into it a little bit later in the year? So you had to cram 14 in and only 10 months or something like that. No, I actually found it on Instagram. Yeah. It was um, one of the running influencers I followed. Now I can't remember which one, but one of them that I follow had posted like, who wants to join me on this 14 and 14 and you can choose whatever distance she at the time, I think she chose like seven fulls and then seven halves. Like she did something crazy. Right. Um, but I decided, yeah, I, I can try that and we'll just see what happens. And luckily I have a great group of runners that I run with here that were fully supportive and, and decided to uh, join me in my craziness. So it started in January and went all the way through December. Awesome. Awesome. And, and culminating, like you said, with, mm-hmm. with a half marathon, the first half marathon for the last, the last race of the year, what was the, what was the progression? Like, was it, was it a lot of five K's early? Did you, did you start finding some of those 10 K's or were they, they not so as, as prevalent at that point? Like, like, did you progress yeah. up or was it like, how did it kind of shake itself out? Yeah, it was a lot of 5Ks because back then we didn't have as many 10Ks available. There was only, of the 14, there was only three 10Ks that I actually ran. Um, And so it was just a lot of training and distance training. And at the time, I was training with Maria from On Track Running. And so she had set a really good path for me as to how to ramp up and not injure myself because that was my biggest concern was that injury. And so was Maria your coach? Yep. Awesome. Um, obviously, obviously to some, maybe not obviously to everyone, but like coaching is a big part of, of what I do for a living. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I love, I love the idea 
I think I, I think I, I, I definitely love the idea if my idea is correct. I don't know if I, I, I want to make sure I'm putting the pieces together here correctly. But you're you're relatively new to running, and and as far as you know, you ran one race, and then in the next year already, you've got a coach. Like like how how far into running were you when you started w- working with Maria? Um, I was, gosh, it was halfway through 2014, so like the okay. summer. And how I found her, um, I was running with a group from Tampa. And Maria was part of that group. And she she was very affordable. And I knew a bunch of runners that had trained with her before. And I really just wanted to make sure that, one, I was doing it right. And, two, having that accountability of being able to look at a calendar and know how many miles I needed to do every day really helped enforce me actually getting out and actually doing those runs every day and doing the speed work and everything else that she had prescribed for me. And so that was, for me one of my biggest motivators was having that laid out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I so, so again, so that this does line up with my idea, which is, which is that, um, every so often you get, I'll, I'll get some pushback or maybe not pushback, but like, you know, I don't know if I'm a quote unquote good enough runner to work with a coach or if I'm experienced enough uh-huh. or, or whatever the case might be. And I kind of really like the idea of somebody who's still a bit newer to the sport working with somebody because then, you know, somewhat selfishly, there's fewer bad habits that develop, hopefully, because like you're, you're, you're working with somebody who's like, yes, help me. I recognize I don't know, like help me do this correctly, as opposed to some of the folks that try to figure things out on their own, which that was me. You figure things out on your own, you trial and error, you error a lot in trying to get things figured out. Um, but, but all that to say, or I guess my question was what, what, spurred you to start I mean maybe it was with the group runs I don't know maybe you kind of already answered it but like like was there ever any hesitation of like I don't need a coach because I'm not whatever enough yet of a runner or or was it like I recognize how much this would help me right now because I don't know as much as some other people do yeah I think the fact that I was already part of a larger running group um helped me really see the value in the coach even though I'm never going to stand on the podium I'm never going to get paid for this, but if I want to improve my own personal running, having that coach I knew would be vital for that. Um, And again, being part of this big group full of runners that had used her and I'd seen their own progressions from people that like me run a 13 minute mile all the way to people that were running seven minute miles and the difference that just someone helping you along the way made, it was, you know, no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. And, and, Clearly, it, it sounds like it, it was a good a good fit and helped you get through the year. What was what was the the first uh, that first half marathon, the the culmination of fourteen races in twenty fourteen? What was what was the race? How did it go? So the race was actually um, oh my gosh, what is it? The it's the Florida races, their Christmas one. Okay, I, I don't uh, remember the name either, but. So for everybody who's not in Florida that you don't know it, apologies, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) And I feel bad because I'm not giving the race director any love right now. Um, but it's, it's the, they always do the challenges. I'm so sorry to the race director because I'm screwing this up for you. Um, but it, it was that one and it runs through, um, it runs through like Indian rocks beach. And so you spend part of it, running along the ocean so you can see beautiful views very early in the morning. And then you end with a big post-race party and Santa is always there and they always have good food from some of the restaurants locally. And it's just a big giant party. Gotcha. How, 
how did how did it how did the race go for you? Were you I mean, did you cruise long? Okay. Good good experience. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a fantastic experience. I had a great time. There was so much support along the race route um, that it was just it was a great experience. And the best was waiting for me at the finish line was my husband and my daughter. And so my husband put my daughter over the side and she ran across the finish line with me. Oh, that's awesome. I've, I've had a couple of those experiences too, where, um, you know, like at, at the races that aren't super crazy, big things like that, where you can get away with that and nobody bats an eye. It's, it's a pretty cool experience to run it, run across the finish line with, with your little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was really cute with it too. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, so where'd you go from there? You know, it's, it's a heck of a year, 14 races in, in a year, you know, still in your first, you know, you know, I don't say necessarily infant stage of running, but like still in the early days of, of running, you know, um, did you go for 15 for 15 or like, what was, you know, kind of what, how'd you come out of that, that first year and, and progress forward? Yeah. So with the help of my coach, we actually decided to do less races, but really focus more on speed and distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was taking a step back from doing just nonstop racing and spending time doing speed work with her also adding in some strength training and then focusing just on the importance of an easy run. Cause part of the problem that I had in 14 and 14 was I was really focused on racing. And so I was running too hard and I wasn't getting those easy runs that we all know is so important to our training. Um, and so she helped me pull it back and really focus on getting stronger. And so in 15, I ran it and I, I just looked it up while we were talking. It's the Florida holiday distance classic. That's what it's called. Shout out as deserved for sure. Exactly. Um, but I did that same race in 15 and I shaved off 11 minutes of my half marathon time. That's a, that's a big jump from one year to the next. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, doesn't doesn't take a math whiz to realize that that's almost a minute per mile difference. Like that's that's yeah. substantial. Yeah, and I I really credit it to the fact that she had me focusing more on what I was doing rather than just running to run for the fun of it. It was paying attention to my body, listening to my body, and then also giving my body more than just runs. Yeah, giving it what it needed with proper fuel and everything else too. Oh, it's such such a key component, but. Um, one thing that you said there that I want to at least touch on and, and we'll see if it goes anywhere, which is often the case around here. Sometimes it goes somewhere, sometimes it doesn't. And I look like a fool for, for pointing this out. Um, but you know, kind of, you said focusing on, I can't remember the exact wording, but basically it was like not just running kind of as you feel like it fun, whatever, but like kind of having more of a structured plan, um, yep. which makes sense of course. And it's, you know, it, it works upon itself and the, the, the ends hopefully justify the means, which is an 11 minute PR. Yeah. That, that makes sense. But did it take any of the fun out of it to to not be racing as much and to be a little bit more structured and to not always be pushing the pace? But today it's a it's an easy day, or today we're really hammering it, or whatever. Like like was it still as fun, or or did it kind of change how you looked at running that in that you know kind of period? Well, no, it actually made it more fun for me um, because I took some of that stress off of myself. Uh, and so yeah. when I was racing all the time, I was stressing about my times and I was consistently looking like, okay, if I run harder today, then that means I can PR this weekend. And it, it wasn't really doing anything for me. My times were actually getting slower. Um, my 5Ks were getting harder, which they should have been getting easier. And so when I took that step back to just have fun with running, that's when all of my times and everything else started to actually improve. Funny how that works out sometimes, but it, 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 and, and you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's so counterintuitive, but it, 
it also yeah. sometimes makes the most sense in the world. Like you give your body a little bit of a break to breathe and respond instead of just hammering all the time, which is, you know, why I ramble on about heart rate training or at least effort based, like run easy. A lot of times run hard once in a while. Um, but it really, it really does work, even though it, it doesn't always make sense that like, wait, how am I going to get faster if I slow down? Like you will just, it's, it's physiology. It's how, it's how the body works. Exactly. Exactly. Was, was that a tough, if you can remember back, was that, it was that a tough thing for you to wrap your head around or, or was it just like, Hey, this is what coach is saying. So this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, at first it was a little like, but wait, you only want me to run two miles before my race. That doesn't make sense. Um, but then I also had that same, like, all right, well, she's telling me to do this. She knows what she's doing. I'm just going to trust it. And so after the first couple of races with her, where I started to see some improvement, I was like, Oh, Hey, that actually works. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Weird. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, sometimes proof, proof in the pudding, whether we're talking about running or anything like, like we, you know, we're right. not sure, but you, 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 you trust and you, or at least you, you hope you have a little bit of faith. You see it start to play out and it makes it a lot easier to, to stay on course, which then hopefully starts to snowball and like, you know, it, it becomes easier to follow the prescription, which then the prescription leads to the continued improved results and so on and so forth. Um, mm -hmm. so is that kind of how things shook out? Was it, I mean, not that you're going to have an 11 minute PR every time you run a half marathon. Cause if you did, that would be right. awesome, but, uh, know, you know, right? real, let's be realistic too. Uh, but, but did, were you able to kind of continue to see positive momentum over the last, you know, at least, you know, from that point, we're talking 2015. So, so through yeah. the, through maybe through 2020, something like that for four or five years of, of steady progress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, and it went from like 11 minute PRs to a two minute PR, um, you know, like one and a half minute PR. So it wasn't huge, but it was still a continuous progression that I could see. I had a couple of, of halves that did not, I had one that was like a half an hour slower. Um, but I always gave myself grace during those that, you know, you just, you were tired, you weren't feeling it. It was hot or it was just one of those days that your body is just not there. And so I always made sure to give myself grace no matter what, but I did start to see a lot of strength, not even just in my times, but overall running form, um, how I felt. I'm a traditional run walker and I was noticing that my run times were actually longer. So I would do a two one rather than a one one. And so things like that, that I could see progressing over time with that training. Yeah. And that's in, in, you know, when, you, when you're able to take, especially sometimes in the rear view, when you're able to take a, a look at a, a chunk of time and really see that progress, like, you know, I mean, a, a one or two minute PR in the half marathon may not always feel like it's that much, but that's, that's certainly not nothing. Like that's, that's, right. that's, yeah. that's a thing. But when you can stack that over the course of however many races, you know, make up in a four or five races where then, then like, you know, in, in that two year window, you knock eight minutes off of it. Like that's another substantial, you know, bit of growth that, that happens. So, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and seeing the little progress in, in different ways, as far as the, the running intervals getting longer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you mentioned getting stronger and, and I know you mentioned earlier that, that Maria had you doing some strength training work. Like, was that something that also kind of continued and, and was a consistent part of, of the routine? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, strength training was quickly becoming one of my favorites. Um, I just, I love the feel of, of very heavy weights. Mm -hmm. And so I was enjoying the strength training and she had me doing that a couple of days a week to really kind of complement what we were doing outside. Gotcha. Did you have much of a background in strength training before that? Or was that something that was new when you started working with Maria? No, I had done some strength training before um, in high school. I was a cheerleader for years and strength training was a big part of what we did. 
And so I'd always enjoyed strength training. I just hadn't done it much as an adult, kind of like with everything, you know, once you start working and, and realizing the stress of life, you forget other ways to manage it. <laughs> and so having her remind me how much I enjoyed strength really brought it back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and, and, you know, as people that have been listening for a while know, I, I uh, can't pass up an opportunity to talk about the value of strength training for runners, even though um, it's just something that, that, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I would rather run than do strength training too, but um, the, the benefits are there. It, it pays off. Um, and, and a lot of times I have these conversations when I'm talking to fellow coaches or when I'm talking to, to folks that do some, some personal training work as well. So there, there may be um, professionally very much well-versed in the, in the benefits of strength training as well. But I'd just be curious from, from your perspective as, as at least as, as I understand, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe, maybe you are a, a, a you know, work at a gym or whatever, things like that. But like, yeah. like from, from your perspective, how has, you know, the, the consistent embracing of strength training or the, the real, you know, truly like diving into strength training over the last, you know, almost eight to eight, 10 years, something like that now. Yeah, um, yeah. How has that helped you as a runner or just maybe just in, in life in, in general as well? Yeah. Well, I think it, it comes to that feeling of fatigue. And I, I think every runner understands what that means. And we're a weird group that we really enjoy that feeling of fatigue. Um, you know, that feeling after a good long run, the feeling after a speed workout. We also get that with strength training. It's that, that feeling of muscle fatigue, of knowing that you've just done something really good for your body and having your body reward you with it. Not even just with like how you look, but how you feel. So I always use the hashtag on everything that I post, strong, not skinny. I am not a skinny person, but I sure as shit am very strong. And that's, you know, that's all of that weight training helps me be that stronger person and really reminds me of just what my body is capable of doing. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I think that, that it, it's, again, it's, it's easy to lose sight of when we're, when we're, you know, in the running bubble or running community or whatever, um, of like, yes, I believe. And it sounds like you believe as well. And a lot of people believe that strength training helps you as a runner. It helps build your endurance, build your, 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 um, improve your form, things like, like all kinds of benefits for strength training. Um, but also, you know, just like, like most of us have, you know, we have life, like we have kids or we have groceries or we have, we have whatever we have, whatever we're doing landscaping, you know, landscaping work in the spring or whatever the case might be. Um, but being a little bit stronger, a little bit more well-rounded in our fitness beyond just being able to run for three miles or 10 miles or 20 miles or whatever, um, you know, kind of helps in other areas of life too, which not for nothing, you know, can help you not throw your back out when you're doing the yard work. And all of a sudden now you can't run for a while. So like, you know, it's just one of those, those, those good reminders, I think sometimes of like, yeah, strength training helps us as runners, but it also helps us in life, which also helps us in our running. It's, 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 it's weird circle. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's easy to not see the connection. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. And I think a lot of times as runners, we just, we forget about that component because we all love the feeling of a run. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, I would much rather do a, a cycle or a run than I would strength training, but it's just so valuable and the feeling that you get after that strength workout, there's just nothing like it. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So, um, come in a little bit more current, current time now, um, mm -hmm. 
both of us, I, I feel like <laughs> from, from, uh, you know, from, from, again, some of our commiserating on social media or, or whatever the case might be are, um, have been not able to run as much recently as, as we would yep. like, um, a yep. little bit of injury bug going, uh, biting, biting here in, in central Florida. Um, what's, what's got you on the shelf, Danielle? So I've had for a few years now, I've been struggling with some Achilles tendon issues. Um, and I'm, I was seeing a podiatrist for a while. We did some shock therapy. We did everything else with it. But what I've learned is I just need it to rest. And so I found that the Peloton still gives me that cardio workout that I love with a run. I still get that heart rate. I still get that sweat. But my Achilles are much happier right now. So I'm giving them a little bit of a break while I continue to work on my cardio and my strength and let my Achilles just stay happy for a bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. How, how long have you been, been out again? I feel like it's been a, it's been a minute, but uh, how, how long have you been out for a while? Um, let's see. I got my bike in January. So since January, I've really just been focusing on the bike. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's been a hot minute. Yeah. That's so like, all right, we'll, we'll just throw the cards on the table with, with, with where I am right now. Like I, I haven't been out that mm-hmm. long, but like, you know, I am mm-hmm. not, I'm doing all right. Like I'm still not in a, in a rough spot or anything like that. Like, like whatever it is, what it is. My body's healing. I noticed that my foot is feeling better. It's just not feeling better as fast as I would like it to be, which is always the case. Um, but you know, you, you said that, that, you know, you got your pellets on and and you're, you're, you're loving it and it it does kind of help scratch the itch for it. But like, does it really Mm -hmm. like, like, is it one of those where, um, it really scratches the itch for, for running or is it just a, a decent enough substitute? Yeah, no, it's so it's, I, I kind of laugh because I'm, I'm a full fledged member of the Peloton cult now. <laughs> uh, card carrying happy. I, I love all the workouts. I do all the workouts. I've yet to find an instructor that I don't love. So I really enjoy my time on Peloton. But with that said, like we've had some gorgeous mornings here lately where it hasn't been, oh, my God, kill me now hot yet. Or I'm like, God, a run would be so nice right now. Like this is the perfect weather to go for a run. Um, and so there's, there's still that, uh, I just want to be out there, but I know if I do, my Achilles are going to act up and it's going to be a couple of days before I can walk again. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I admire your restraint because that's, that's <laughs> something that, uh, not all of us and myself firmly in the camp of not all of us are, are always able to do where you've been out for a little while, things are feeling better and, and you know that you're probably not ready to just get right back after it yet, but but that, that urge to like, let me just go get a few miles to test it. Right. Ooh, that, that's a hard urge to fight. Well, I, today during one of my workouts, um, they had us doing jump squats. And I was like, okay, if my Achilles don't hate me during this, maybe tomorrow I can just try a couple of miles on the trail and let's see how it does. <laughs> they were fine today, so I might get out there tomorrow and just see how it feels. Fingers fingers crossed for you. I am... I, um... yeah. I am not at that point yet. Like, like I said, though, I, I am definitely, and I'm also only really been out for, as we're recording this, I don't know, not even two weeks or maybe right about two weeks. So it's, it's still early, still moving in the right direction. Um, but every time I think that I'm feeling all like, all right, yeah, maybe, maybe tomorrow might be the day. Then it's like some little random movement. And you're like, oh, nope, nope, not tomorrow. Um, but I've, I've been getting on the bike too and, and trying to keep up with things and, and maintaining fitness. And I, I'll be curious to see, and I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts on this. Um, once you're back to running normally, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you're going to get rid of the Peloton by any stretch, but like, yeah. like 
like, have you thought about what the balance is going to look like in terms of like running, biking, obviously the strength work is going to, I'm assuming it's still going to stay yeah. in the mix no matter what, but like, like how, how are you going to kind of balance the, the two, the two sides of that cardio coin? Yeah. So I actually, I have a great group here with moms run this town. Mm-hmm. Um, a fantastic group of women that I run with quite often and we have designated days. Like we always get together on the same two or three days a week. So my intent is when I'm back to running, I'll stick to those days of running with them. And then the other days, my off days will be my Peloton days. Gotcha. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. And that, that's, you know, it, it's a good way to do it. Still get some of the social inter- interaction with, with, within the running community itself, but, uh, and still get more work done without beating your body up in the same ways, or at least stressing the same, the same parts of the body. Um, because Lord knows you can beat yourself up on the bike just as much as you can beat yourself exactly. up on the road, but it's, it's a different yeah, yeah. Beat yourself up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different feeling and it's not quite the, uh, the same scenic route that we get when we're out on a run, but well, it's hopefully, definitely a good route. Yeah. Hopefully by the time people are listening to this, cause there's going to be a little bit of a lag between the time we're recording this and the time people listen to this, both of us will be back out there running, exactly. doing thing, still getting some time on the bike for both of us as well. But like, you know, hopefully the, <laughs> the injury curse will have, have passed. Um, but, uh, you know, as we're getting not quite to wrapping up yet, but kind of starting to, to get into the final little bit here, you've mentioned a couple times and, and you're not the first person to mention r- the various different types of groups, the, the community, the, the being around people. Um, you know, it sounds like that's that's been a pretty um, big part of your of your, you know, running life in the last in the last eight or yeah. ten years. Is that is that accurate? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, I'm just naturally a more social person and I love the social aspect of running. I mean, let's be honest, runners are just, we're a weird breed, (laughs) (laughs) but we have super strong community. I mean, heck, that's how we connected Mm -hmm. complete internet strangers that became friends over Twitter, just talking about running. And so with having those running groups here in town where you have people that one help hold you accountable, they're going to make you get up at 4am on a Saturday to go for a long run but then they're also going to cheer you along on the way. They're going to be there at your races. And they also understand the struggle when you come and you're pissed off and it's five o'clock in the morning and you slept like crap and I'm going to be in a bad mood, but we're going to run and we're going to run it out together anyway. That's just a unique kind of friendship. And with the friends that I've made through the community, even though I'm not running with them right now, I'm still talking to them all the time. They're still what I would consider really good friends of mine and close friends of mine. And it's because of those 4 a.m. middle of the night runs where you're cursing everything, but you're having fun with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely a, a, a nice boost. I, I notice for myself and, and I don't know if, if, if maybe I'm the only one, I'll, I hope, I hope I'm not the only one, but, uh, some of those, some of those early Saturday mornings when it's, you know, long run, long run city, if I'm doing it by myself, it takes me forever to get out the door. Yep. But if I'm, yep. if I'm meeting even just one, even if it's just Kate and I, who's my, my normal running compatriot, but, but if it's, or if I'm yep. meeting somebody else or a group or whatever, it's like, I still might not be excited to go run at five o'clock in the morning for 15 miles into thousand degree temperatures and heat index and all that kind of stuff. But like, well, I can't, I can't drag my feet about it because somebody else is waiting on me. And that's, that's a, a nice motivator to get you out the door on, the, on some of those days. It is. It is. Well, and then especially if you have people that you really enjoy spending those 10, 12, 15 miles with, it makes it so much better. Yeah. And then, you know, at least what what typically happens for me, it feels like is um, it's very rare that we're both having a 
rough go of it at the same time. So like I might not be liking the first part of the run, but then like when, when and she's, she's all pepping me up and then, you know, maybe the shoe flips a little bit once in a while or whatever. Uh, but you're just able to lean on each other at, both with the running and the, the conversation and, and getting through the miles. And um, you know, it's, it's, and then, you know, maybe having a, a cup of coffee afterwards, that's, that's a nice yep. icing on the cake too. Yep. Yeah. One of the spots that we run by, <clears throat> there's two cafes that we always run by on our normal runs and all you can smell at five o'clock in the morning is the bacon that they're oh. cooking. We're like, oh my God. And so it's always motivator, finish the run and let's go get breakfast. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's that, it's that cruel irony of like, God, that smells so good. But if I stop, I'm never going to start again. So uh-huh. like, like it's just, Oh yeah. Been there, been there it's more than a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as, as, uh, like I said, as we're getting kind of closer to, to wrapping this thing up, um, Obviously, again, for, for both of us as we're recording this, there's a little bit of unknowed, unknowedness. That's not a word, but we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, the unknown of the future of like, you know, when, when the body's going to be ready to start running again and, and what things are, are, you know, you know, easing back into running a course and, and trying not to, to re-aggravate things right off the gate. But uh, what's, what's hopefully good health, you know, good, good health uh, contingent. Uh, what what are the running plans for the rest of the year like? You look looking for some you know that winter race again this 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 December or, or kind of what's what's yeah. the plan assuming that uh, the Achilles calm down and cooperate? Um, so we actually I'm with my daughter in June. We're doing the bubble run here in Tampa. That'll be fun. Um, I know I can't wait. I love to do runs with my daughter and and she's always fun to run with. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then for big races. The only thing I have on the horizon that I still haven't signed up for, so I need to actually hit that credit card button, um, St. <laughs> Pete Run Fest. It's one that I look forward to every year. It, they just they put on a fantastic race, fantastic weekend. It's just always so much fun. So it'll likely be the St. Pete Run Fest. I haven't decided which distance yet, but that'll be my next one, and that's not until November. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, plenty, plenty of time to get the body right and, and right. build back up intelligently and, and then get after it. And, you know, and now you've got the bike to supplement with as well. So you need a little less wear and tear on, on the Achilles, especially if they start to get a little niggly. Hey, take a couple extra days off, get on the bike. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Exactly. Be Hopefully be good to go. Um, all right. So like I said, we're, we're almost wrapping up, but we talked about the Peloton. I know we got some other folks that listen to Peloton and you said you like, you like, you haven't found an instructor you haven't enjoyed yet, which Correct. more power to you. I've definitely got some, nothing personal, but just some of the styles, some of the things like to some of them, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to take these rides, but we're not going to focus on the negative because you don't have <laughs> any negative. Um, but who, who is one, one or two of your favorite, we'll go with the, the, the riding instructors, the people that, that, that lead the, lead the rides. Who's, whose classes do you see? And you're just like, yep, I am going to take this person's class for sure. No matter what. So I will always take Kendall Tools classes. I will always take Emma Lovewell's and I will always take Allie Love. Those three women just, and it's, they have something for every mood, which I absolutely love. You can do anything from a 10 minute warm up to an hour long. Oh my God, what did I just do to myself with any of those women? And they're always good music, always the right energy, just helping you with wherever you are that day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's all about the music. If the music's on uh-huh. point, I'm good to go, which is why I never, I never, I shouldn't say never. I very rarely 
ever take a live class because I want to see the playlist before I jump into the to the class. Same. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have to know exactly what music and then what is the plan for the ride. Right. Before right. I jump in. So I don't. Yeah, I don't do. I think I've only done two live classes, and that was with friends that were celebrating milestones. Gotcha. How do you, who knew we were going to get all into, I mean, I had Peloton written down as a potential topic, but who knew we were going to dive into the intricacies of it? Um, but how, how do you, how well do you not listen to the instructors in terms of like mm-hmm. not pushing the intensity or things like that? Like, like I want to ride and I want to, I want to get a workout in, but like, I'm not trying to hammer today. I'm not worried about the leaderboard. Uh, I know some mm-hmm. people really struggle with that. And I'm, yeah. like I said, I'm all about the music. Like nine times out of 10, I don't listen. To, although now that I'm injured, I listen a little bit more because I want to get a little bit more of a workout. But most of the time I'm just like, right. hey, like I'm here to just get, break a sweat, move my legs for half an hour. Um, I don't care about climbing and, and cadence and resistance and all that type of stuff. But I, do, are you able to tune them out once in a while? Or are you one of those that's just like, man, if yeah. you tell me I got to go, I got to go. Yeah. So I, I'm very much a rule follower. So like Kendall tells me this is the cadence and the resistance I have to be at. That's where I'll go. But I think it also helps. I have the bike plus, which has the auto resistance built in. And I strongly, I know I rely on that big time. And I, I curse at them. I yell at them. I'm like, what the fuck? There's no way I can do that. And every time I do it, I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But then I love it immediately when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 uh, like I said, I, I, I am all about the music. And then occasionally if, if I get on it and 10 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, my legs feel pretty good. Well then now maybe I'll start paying attention to the, to the commands. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I also don't have the bike that just does it for me. So I have to, I like, I have the more of an ability to be like, yeah, no, like we're just going to cruise. We're going to flat road it for the whole time today. And uh, I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> well, I'm also incredibly competitive. And so that leaderboard, like I always find the people that I need to pass you. <laughs> and so I, I really work hard to pass those people. But I'm not one of those people that will high five you when I pass you because I just think that's a dick move. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've definitely told a few people that I work with that may have the bike as well. Like, just turn the yeah. leaderboard off. Like, you can still yes. follow along to to the commands, but turn the leaderboard off. We we don't need we don't need all of that pressure to 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 hammer all the time. Um, exactly. But it's all about exactly. finding the balance, right? It's all about finding what works for you, scratching the itch, making it fun. That's always the most important piece. Um, yep. Whether we're running or or cross training because we can't run. Um, exactly. Anyway, we'll we'll wrap up uh, with with one last question for you, Danielle. I ca- I call it the philosophical question. Um, which isn't really that philosophical, but it's mostly just open-ended kind of a generic type of question that you can take it and, and run with it pun mostly intended. Um, <laughs> and, and wherever we end up with it, that's where we'll wrap up for today. But um, maybe I'm going to spin this just a little bit, um, which every once in a while I do, but, but because, <laughs> because we've kind of made it, made it known that we are the, the injured athletes brigade right now. Um, right. Be, be curious. What have you, missed the most or, or maybe a couple of things that you've really missed um about running in the uh you know handful of months it's been now that that you've been uh been out what, what are you what are you missing most about running i i really miss my friends i miss the long runs i miss the saturday morning spent with the crew i miss just random stuff and i mean as you know when you're on a long run there's there's nothing that's off topic mm. Um, you're allowed to go over everything and have those conversations. And I just, I miss that camaraderie, but I also just miss the feeling of being outside. 
you know, it's miserable in Florida. It's so humid. It's hot. It doesn't matter if you run at four o'clock in the morning or four o'clock at night. We have that humidity level, but there's just something so exhilarating about walking in the door after a good run, fully drenched in just that, that complete runner's high. Um, and I miss both of those things really much, really a lot right now. Yeah, totally. I, I, sadly am nodding along in agreement because yep, I miss those things as well. But hopefully, hopefully, like I said, by the time the, the, the turnaround of this happens and people are listening to this, both of us be back out there dripping exactly. with sweat, coming back into that exhilarating air condition of just like, Oh yes, <laughs> this is great. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, yep. well, y'all, if you want to follow along with Danielle and, and, uh, see when she's ready, hope, hopefully she'll be back ASAP from the time we're recording this, uh, maybe even beat yeah. me back out there for a few miles, but, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, again, it's the same handle, both places, Danielle O'Neill underscore at the end, uh, disruns.com slash 1062, disruns.com slash 1062. If you get confused with the underscore, don't worry, we got you covered. Just head back to the show notes, click the link, and then you can hit follow on, on your social media app of choice and uh, see what happens and when she's back out there. And, and uh, hopefully I won't be too far behind, but this isn't about me. It's, it's always about me, but it's not about me. It's about Danielle, her getting healthy. It's okay for it to be about you, Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about mm-hmm. us. It's about the Michiganders sticking together down here in Florida. Exactly. But uh, exactly. anyway, Danielle, thanks for, uh, for, for making the time this morning. Thanks for uh, all the, all the little Michigan, Michigan state back and forth over the I years and, and more of that to come for sure. But uh, get healthy. Get back out there, um, but thanks for the time today and nothing but the best going forward for you, lady. You too. I look forward to seeing you out there, Denny. And make sure you make it over to my side for some races over here. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Danielle and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. For me, there were a few things, as is almost always the case, but the one I'm going to go with is uh, maybe the, the reminder for myself, and, and uh, maybe I'm pointing it out to you as well, that uh, less is very often more um, in lots of areas of life, and, and running can be, um, can be uh, one of those areas. Uh, specifically with Danielle, and where it stood out to me was, you know, kind of first getting into running, I'm going to do 14 races in 2014. And... Not that there's anything wrong with that, and, and it was something that obviously she enjoyed and, and progressed through the year, and, and it went well, but kind of recognizing that by taking a step back, and, and maybe with the help of a coach saying, hey, let's let's not race quite as much, um, taking a step back from as many races the next year and in the years since then um, can kind of help spur more growth because you get more of a time to focus on solid training and building up instead of always going from race to recovery to race to recovery. And look, I, you know, I, I know that a lot of you, or at least I assume, I assume that a lot of you enjoy a good race. I enjoy a good race. Some of you enjoy a good race a lot more than I do, uh, or at least a lot more frequently than I do. I, I enjoy a good race a couple times a year. Um, some of you enjoy a good race a couple times or more a month. That's okay. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to race that often, that frequently, it might be wise to not race as often, meaning run the races, but run them more for fun, which may have been part of what Danielle did. But, you know, when she talked about in the years following more time for training and more improvement in her race times, I don't think that that's a coincidence, you know, racing all the time or doing anything all the time can be a bit too much. You can get to a, a place of diminishing returns. And so sometimes 
a little bit less can be a little bit more. Um, and I, and I know from coaching some of you, and I know from just talking to some of you that there's a lot of racing going on and, and perhaps a little bit less racing, a little bit more quality over quantity in terms of spacing out your, your good, hard race efforts might help you get some of those race times that, uh, that you're, that you're looking for. So I don't know. I mean, not for nothing. You do you, if you want to do all the races and collect all the bling, I'm not here to stop you. Just saying that maybe, maybe less can be more when it comes to, uh, the race schedule. Anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? I'd love to hear it. If you're willing to share it, I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can always send me a message there, slide into the DMs, tag me in a post, whatever. If you're willing to share something from any of the anything any of these episodes, certainly from today's episode, I'd love to hear it. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to by pointing your browser to Dizruns.com slash 1062, Dizruns.com slash 1062. Take you back to the show notes for today. Links, photos, the whole nine as per usual. One last call for now for YNAB. Uh, if you want to check it out for free for 34 days, and then if you enjoy it enough that you're like, yes, I'm going to invest in this and continue to budget into my future, you can get yourself an extra, I think it's just 30 days. So I think it just ends up being 64 days free. But that bonus 30 days or maybe 31 days, I don't know. Uh, don't fact check me. It's a month. We'll call it a month. I don't know if it's a 31-day month or a 30-day month. That's TBD. Uh, but one way or the other, you can get either an extra 30 or 31 days by using the link disruns.com to then active. I'm sorry, disruns.com slash YNAB. Let's not forget the important part because otherwise you just go back to the homepage. And I don't have, I don't have any budgeting software available on, on my website. Sorry, but I don't. Disruns.com slash YNAB will get you the free 34 days. Then if you like it, you'll get that extra 30, 31 days for free. Um, I mean, not really for free because you'll pay for 12, but you'll actually get 13. So, you know, however you want to do the math, however you want to justify it. It works out for you. It kicks an extra 30, 30 days or 31 days or whatever it is onto my calendar or my 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 tab. So anyway, disruns.com slash YNAB if you're so inclined. And if you're not, cool. No worries. Keep on keeping on. But one way or the other, this episode is about to stop. Keep on keeping on because we're about to wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Danielle and I with you today. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all. Later, y'all.